Angelique Shingalis, who writes about Michigan for many, many years uh, for the Detroit News, is on the line with us right now to talk about this. Angelique, I, I, I don't know. The, the, I'm almost afraid to find out what tomorrow's news is going to bring for Michigan. It's just not a lot of off-season fun here. Oh, tell me about it, Mitch. I mean, it's it's one thing after another. It's, it's you know, first it's Harbaugh watch, and, and then the new president announces, you know, in a, in a tweet that, oh, you know, he's agreeing to come back, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, we, Rob Snell and I at the Detroit News got a tip a week ago uh, about unmarked cars outside of Matt Weiss's home and uh, individuals walking in and out with boxes. And so, you know, we were trying to track this down and, and figure out what's going on, why were computers involved. And uh, as you said, I mean, they were looking into the U of M Police Department. They're looking into, I mean, what they're calling fraudulent acti- activity involving computer, like accessing email uh, and not having authorization to do so. And this supposedly the happened. Quite there yet. It supposedly happened in Schembechler Hall. Yes, yes, and they were looking at the the U of M police. Um, the police deputy I talked to yesterday said that they are looking at the the, the dates December twenty first to twenty third. I believe there could be other dates involved, but those are the ones that they said on the record. And um, you know, it's it's it, yeah. there's not a lot of details yet what it is that that he was accessing. Well, I, I think December twenty first to twenty third. We know he was just doing his Christmas Amazon. shopping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, yeah. What? What? I don't even want to speculate, other than to joke. Uh, the 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 breadth of potential computer crime, from spying on somebody's email mm-hmm. to accessing bank accounts and everything in between, are all possibilities for you know what they label computer crimes is there any indication any hints of what's the nature of this not yet mitch i mean and, and we've been really um we've been really trying to find this out obviously um rob Snell and i and and you know it's it, it seems like the focus is on on email and um you know i i agree I, it could be any of those things i i you know i've been ruling out certain things it's obviously the most salacious things we ruled out pretty quickly uh, financial, I don't know. I, I mean, it, you know, it's, they have not given us any indication yet. I keep hearing more little, little bit tidbits here and there, but nothing definitive. Um, but, you know, he's in trouble. I mean, he's, he's got a lawyer now, obviously. He, he did um, communicate with, with Rob last night via text message. And um, he said he wasn't going to comment further. But, uh, you know, there's, there clearly has to be a warrant for them to go into his home on January 10th. And, um, you know, we're trying to obtain that, but that will take some time and yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this, it, this evolves. I mean, is he going to try to, to try to get some kind of deal that this to avoid, you know, more exposure of this? I don't know, but I think these are all things that, that are being considered. Well, he hasn't, he doesn't have to worry about a deal until he's charged with something. Let's not, let's not right. rush it. Right. I mean, does uh, it mean anything? We don't know is, anything about this. Does it mean anything that is U of M police and not Ann Arbor police or feds? I mean, is there something to that? It's just U of M police right now, right? It is. I mean, the tip we got initially was it was crazy. You know, there's all these different agencies involved, and and you know, Rob, who covers the federal court system, you know, he he was calling all of them. Nope, nope, not us. I spoke to someone at the Ann Arbor Police Department last week, and and she said, nope, not us. It's U of M. And um, I, I suppose because whoever it is who. 
um, you know, it says an employee discovered this. Could it be someone in in IT, possibly? You know, noticing right. that there's unusual oh, yeah. traffic. Right. Um, and well, that, that I mean, I, I'm no expert so. on these matters, but that sounds procedurally correct. That mm-hmm. U of M should be the first ones to be looking at this. It's not a federal offense. No one's accused it of it. It's not yeah. a. Right. It's not a city offense. No one's unless someone's accusing them of something. So right now, you know, yeah, the, it's like. Uh, if something happened in the radio station, you know, the, we wouldn't call the federal uh, right. police first and foremost. The, within the radio station, they would find, right. uh, do the work. And then if they discovered something, they said, we need to call the cops or we need to bring in the people. Okay. And I guess that's what they would do. Let's talk specifically about Matt Weiss. First of all, for people who don't know who he is, uh, briefly explain his, his significance in Michigan football. Well, he just finished his second season at Michigan, and and he was the quarterback's coach the first year. He came from the Ravens, from John Harbaugh's team, where he spent 12 seasons, and and really known as an analytics guy, and very smart, very bright, and worked a lot with the running backs, more so than quarterbacks, but he he was hired by Jim Harbaugh to coach quarterbacks, and then this past year, he and Sharon Moore shared the uh, offensive coordinator job. So, you know, very active in play calling, uh, particularly in the red zone and, and on third down. And, and that was more his, that was where his responsibilities were. Um, but, you know, young guy, 39 yeah. years old. And um, so and to lose him, I mean, let's, let, let's, mm-hmm. let's just talk about mm-hmm. the elephant in the room. If they have to lose him, how significant a loss would that be for Michigan? Well, I mean, I think they could easily replace him, frankly. I mean, I, I think that it's not like, I, I don't, think you look at Michigan's offense and, and think you're blown away by, by Matt Weiss's contributions. Um, I think well, they were pretty, they were pretty good this year. They did score they a were, lot of points. I, I think you look at that Fiesta Bowl and, and where were the issues? They were in the red zone and um, you know, that's his, that's his territory. And I, I think that those were issues and they had issues in the red zone a lot of the time this season. It looked like they cleaned things up later. You know, obviously the Ohio State game, they obviously had the big plays, but um, you know, I, I think that it's he is suspended right now with with pay. He's not traveling. All the coaches are on the road recruiting right now, except Matt Weiss, and he has not been a um, he hasn't been a very productive recruiter at Michigan. Um, you know, they've lost they lost CJ Carr, who is right in their backyard, and and you know he was he was working on trying to recruit CJ Carr to Michigan. That didn't happen. They have they have not had great success uh, recruiting quarterbacks in these upcoming seasons. Uh, 23 and 24. So, um, you know, I, I always thought he would end up going back to the NFL, Mitch, and uh, and and I think that, that <laughs> and might he well be, might. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> dude was making eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Angelique, he couldn't yeah. have uh, afforded yeah. a private laptop. Well, we don't know. We don't know what he would look. I, I, let's 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 be uh, human in 2023 <laughs> let's try we have no idea what he's being investigated for it could be of a personal nature a private thing it could be uh it, it could be trying to steal plays it could be it could be nothing so until they make an accusation let's let's leave it at that it's interesting to know who he is and what they will let me ask you one other question before we wrap up on michigan football blake corum you know, you're talking about the red zone and all the rest of it, and I couldn't help but think, yeah, if they had Blake Corum, they would have been a lot more mm-hmm. effective in the red zone. Uh, he was. People forget that he was the star of that team until he got hurt, and then JJ McCarthy got a lot more attention because it was like, well, he's going to have to do things. But this this year and their and their 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 best part of their record, minus the Ohio State game, uh, was Blake Corum. Mm-hmm. Is he going to come back? Uh, and if so, is he going to come back? 
at the at the level that he was at? Was the injury that he had such that it might affect his effectiveness in the future? Well, I talked to, to Blake about that before Christmas. He had a local camp where he's working with young kids, and and it was a pretty big tear in his meniscus. And he said, he, you know, the surgery went great, and, he, and he's off crutches now. He obviously won't participate in spring ball, but he said he feels confident that he will be back to where he was when he comes in for camp. I mean, he did announce last Monday that he is returning to Michigan, which I think surprised a lot of people. And and he made clear that his decision was not based on what Jim Harbaugh was going to do with with his decision. And and I think talking to Donovan Edwards this week too. I mean, he they see it now that they're both going to share these carries. That it really wasn't ideal for Blake Corum to have. 28, 29. He had a couple games, 30, 33 carries. That's not ideal. Uh, you want to preserve these guys. So I think you'll see more of them, more of the, the two of them sharing carries next year, next season. And, and also Donovan used, being used more at the slot too, because he really likes that role for himself too. He wants to be the, he wants to set the uh, Michigan record running back uh, receiving yards. So yeah. it's going to be a pretty dynamic backfield with both of them. But, but yeah, I mean, Blake is, uh, he, he's, very confident that that he is he was going to have a very uh, a very good rehabilitation of his knee and and that he'll be uh, he'll be back to you know maybe potentially contending for a Heisman Trophy again. You think if he wouldn't have got hurt, he would have left this year? I think that's probably a, a strong bet. But you know, I talked to people in that building who said he really he is a very conscientious guy, and you know I think NIL has helped a lot of players think twice about do they want to jump to the league early. And, you know, he wants to be a captain. He wants to have a legacy. And, and that's very important to him. And I think people who have, you know, read the stories about him delivering turkeys uh, before Thanksgiving to the two communities in Ypsilanti, he's very genuine. He's very sincere. And, and I think that these are, are, these are goals that he wants to fulfill personally before he makes that, that attempt to, to make it in the NFL. I like him a lot. I, I spent some time mm-hmm. with him, did a feature story with him. I think he's the real deal, yeah, and I, I w- I'm not surprised uh, that he would want to come back. I, I just got the sense that he's having the time of his life at college. Just tell me, are they bringing in any superstar receivers uh, to try to complete that offense? Because uh, they've got a good quarterback who's, who's definitely getting better. They certainly have the running game, but they don't have great receivers. And uh, I don't know if there's someone who they recruited who's going to, to become great or there's someone already on their team who they're expecting to take a big leap next year. I think there are a couple guys who, who came in this freshman class last year. I think a guy like uh, Darius Clemens and Morgan Walker, you know, some bigger bodies. And, and, yeah, I mean, they absolutely need to upgrade at that position. They have Cornelius Johnson coming back. He, he definitely had some pretty strong games there at the end of the season. Um, but I think they're going to miss a guy like Ronnie Bell, who was pretty short-handed, yep. not the big mm-hmm. physical guy, but, but you know, he made plays. And, and I agree with you, Mitch. I think that that's – that's an area that they really do have to shore up. Um, it's not something that they've really attacked in the transfer portal. They've, they've added guys on the offensive line, which that's obviously been successful for them. But but I agree. And, and they, you know, they have this the, the freshman tight end coming back for his sophomore year, obviously, Colston Loveland, and they really like him a lot and, and what he contributed. So uh, I think you'll see a lot more of him and, and Max Bredesen as well as a tight end. But, uh, but they definitely do have to have some of these young guys emerge at, at receiver and you know, it, it, they've got some talent there. They definitely have speed. But I think what they're missing is a big body guy, kind of yeah. like, a, a, you know, Nico Collins from a few years ago that they didn't use well, but they need a, a guy like him. And they do have that in these, these now, got, now sophomores. 
um, this upcoming season. But Good. can they develop them? Well, Ohio State's got a Marvin Harrison Jr. Where, where, where are the Herman Moore Juniors or the Calvin Johnson Juniors <laughs> yeah. to yeah. get her to Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a Brian Harriman We need the local receivers yeah. to have more children. Right. That's yeah. the problem. Mom St. Brown Jr. Can we yeah. get somebody up there? Angelique, thank you as always. Appreciate talking Thanks to so you. Thanks so much. Thanks so Angelique much. Angelique Shingalis there from the Detroit News at 760 WJR.